Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 35. Welcome to RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Listen to successful restaurant professionals as they discuss the tools, tactics, and services they use to better lead, manage, and market their restaurants. Join our community and make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. Here's your host, Eric Cacciatore. Yo, what's going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? It's your host, Eric Cacciatore, and today is Thursday, which means it's Authority Thursday, and I have a great one for you today. So in case you don't remember what Authority Thursday is, basically what I do is I approach some of the uh, industry experts who specialize in whatever niche they might have. Uh, Today, for example, we're going to be talking to a food photographer, and what he's going to teach us is how to take the best possible pictures to market our restaurant. Um, We're not going to get so much into strategy, um, and by strategy, I mean social media strategy and uh, how to use different platforms and how to upload pictures on those platforms and to to really get into the nitty-gritty of that. But if you are interested in that, I will provide some links in the show notes. Um, I stumbled upon uh, one great article by Anna uh, Tazin. I'm not sure if I'm saying your name right, Anna. Uh, But she's the manager of uh, digital marketing for National Restaurant Association. And uh, it seems like she really knows her stuff. So who knows? Maybe we'll get her on the show. I also got a few other great articles. One from uh, Mark Petko. I think I'm saying that name right. Uh, and we also have another article from Buzz Time. And I could never forget my good friend over at Next Restaurant, Brandon Hull. I've got one of his links talking about how we can use Snapchat, uh, another great way to use those pictures. So so that's all I really wanted to cover before I uh, bring the master on, the man who's going to teach us how to take the best photos possible with um, some simple tools. So no further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy today's show. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, food photographer, Derek Richmond. How you doing, Derek? I'm very good, thank you. Awesome, man. I'll, I can't wait for you to drop some bombs of knowledge on us. They're going to make all of our restaurant dreams unstoppable. Are you ready to do that? Yep, let's do it. <laughs> all right, man. I'm just going to give a quick intro. Um, so the food industry pre- prevails in Chicago and New York City, and much of Derek's work centers around it. He is able to capture food like never before and def- and define it in new ways. He has worked with top chefs, restaurants, hotels, corporations, and plenty of other people and folks to capture the perfect food selfie. Today, he is going to share with us his secrets to capturing that perfect food selfie. So, Derek, introduce yourself. Give us a quick snapshot of your career and uh, what it is you do. And, like, I guess when people come to you, what exactly are they looking for? Okay, uh, well, yeah, I work with a lot of uh, top chefs, primarily in Chicago. I've uh, been working with the Paul Kahn's group, the one-off group. I was fortunate to do the Nico, the new re- restaurant here that's just taken off and got huge accolades. And I've worked with the late, great Charlie Trotter and the Moto group guys, uh, Omar Cantu, Curtis Stuffy. 
the Sheeran brothers, Danny Grant, uh, one of the That's uh, a pretty impressive list. So it's, I think it's pretty safe to say that you're the go-to guy when it comes to capturing uh, the you know your art is capturing our art, which is yeah, the food. That's, so that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty uh, much how it works. So what are you going to teach us today? What what do you can you break it down for us? Maybe give us four things you want to cover that um, are just going to kind of spell out. Um, to make our ability to take photos like you just a little bit, uh, or maybe, uh, I don't know. It's kind of a stretch. I'm, I'm sure we'll never be able to take photos quite as well. Oh, sure, as you, but but, uh, I can, I can definitely, I, you know, the things that uh, I picked out to talk about are things that I still think about every time I'm getting ready for a photo shoot. And while I'm doing a photo shoot. All right. So, uh, what are you going to cover with us? Uh, well, I'd like to discuss, pre-visualization okay um and it basically to 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 like and study and examine and determine and test your um your photos i'd like to discuss quality of light i think that's probably the most important thing in photography um i'd also like to uh, suggest digging a little bit deeper and experimenting um and you know try and try again so to speak and uh to uh, talk a little bit about depth of field and how it um, can help guide the narrative um, and it really can tell the story. Cool, man. Well, I personally don't know what any of those things mean, but I'm sure by the end of the show, we're all going to have a pretty good idea of the things we can do in our own restaurant to uh, just get uh, those photos coming out a little bit better. So let's start at the top. Uh, Break it down for us, man. Pre-visualization. Uh, what can we do, and what, what do you mean by that? Like, what should we we be thinking when you say that? Well, it's since we're talking about food and, and restaurants, I can use the analogy that it's basically a recipe. You know, um, your recipes are there to guide you to get somewhere, and obviously, okay. someone that made that particular dish had a vision, you know, a sense. In photography, you know, I do the same thing. You, you want to you wanna basically visualize the final result so that you're not just kind of hacking away, shooting and snapping and, and, I hear you. and potentially struggling. It's basically knowing or at least thinking about where you want to arrive in terms of your photograph. Okay, and well, I'm about to make some photo soup. What are my ingredients? I see. With the uh, recipe analogy, yeah. um, well, with with pre-visualization, you want to basically um, like stuff. So when you see a photograph that you like, it, and you know the you know the one I'm talking about, yeah. are the ones where you're like flipping pages in a mag or you know on a website or whatever, and you're like, wait a minute, and you're like that's beautiful and then you go the recipe is beautiful but then what else is there there's texture there's the lighting so study images and then examine them and then try to figure out where the light's coming from or what kind of light is it a soft light is it a direct light is it a is it is the light like you know sunny at two o'clock is it morning light determine and and basically take note deconstruct what it is and try and get down to the, the very elements that that you like so mm-hmm. that when you go to take a photograph yourself, you can start – you say, you know, there's that – you know, there, here are these five photos, and they all have this same kind of feeling. There's like this really soft light. Okay. So then you go, oh, well, I would like to try and incorporate that into my photo. So that is 
in a sense, you're pre-visualizing the final result. And you're, as the photographer, you're making a decision to what type of lighting it's going that the photograph's going to have. Cool. So it's basically those would be that would give you a very like short recipe for uh, you know a, a good start for your photo shoot. So if I can regurgitate, it's kind of like you just want to make have a purpose, right? And you don't want to just go approaching this this plate uh, that you that you just made and just start taking random shots. You want to kind of think about like, well, what do I want this photo to say, and how can I explain that? Mm-hmm. What can I do? Um, in planning to make my, my message come through in this photo. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's exactly what I'm oh, saying. And there's, okay. there, are so many, there are so many things that, that go into it as well. Um, non-professionals, when they get an exposure right, they think that's a good photograph, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, just, it's way beyond that. There's so many elements that guide the story. And so you, you want to, like, take a picture of the special for the, the day. But you also want to, you've got to think about, I, let's shoot it on the table, let's shoot yeah. it at the front, you know, that's got the best light. Um, like, are we going to have silverware in there? Right. You know, what kind of plating, which is it going to be paired? Are we going to, is this, do, you know, is I have, there I have a feeling, Yeah, I have a feeling that we're going to touch upon a lot of this uh, as we go down the list. Um, yeah. I'm not an expert, you're the expert, but I feel like um, the first step is basically just to have a plan. And then to uh, once you have the plan, we can implement these other steps and these other bullet points we're going to talk about, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, all right, yep. let's, let's talk about the quality of light because that's the second thing you, you had mentioned, if I remember correctly. So what, what are we uh-huh. doing? What can we, when we think about the quality of light, what factors do we need to take into consideration? Well, first and foremost, photography is light writing. Photo means light and graph means to write. So I never um, knew that. <laughs> cool. it, you, you, you don't. Don't get wrapped up in what kind of camera you have. Don't get wrapped up in computer you have or what software you have. The most important thing is the sun. You know, you mm-hmm. think of it in terms of the sun, and the sun has, depending on where you're at in the world and what time of year it is, and how high you are or how low you are, with you're by water or whatever light changes if there's humidity in the air the color of light changes the time of day changes the angle of the light so it's just thinking in terms of what type of light you like and that is the quality of light and then it's based on your taste basically so i guess Um, the, the question you have to ask yourself is uh what's my my mission what's my vision like what kind of light best uh parallels my restaurant concept and then try to use that kind of light when taking photos yeah that that's partially it but it's also your decision to make the type of light that you prefer the one that you like and if it ties in with your brand then you've really got it going on yeah as a photographer Um, uh what kind of lighting do you like the most i use all different types but the simplest light source whether if it's the sun or an hmi typically i typically try to use as little as possible um that's it's my favorite type of light. It's not pretentious. It's, it replicates life itself, you know, being outside at a picnic. Uh, I think you broke out a little bit. Did you say natural lighting? Is that what you... I, I try to, depending on what type of light I use, I try to make it always look like it's the sun. So, okay. yes. But I use all types of different light. Okay. But um... the end result is it, I'm primarily trying to get to the same end result. You know, I I can't always shoot outside, and exactly. if I shoot outside, I can't always have it be the right 
you know, weather. So, so I'm, I'm constantly having to use all different types of light sources. But yes, I always go back to the sun and mother nature, so to speak. Can you give us like two or two tips if we're uh, taking a photo inside our restaurant and we're trying to uh, get that, that right lighting? Is there like any, like as a photographer, like two like, simple tricks that you can just translate to us real quick? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I appreciate there's the no, there's, 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 It goes back to what I was saying. Um, it is it's planning. Just yeah. plan as much as you possibly can because mm-hmm. lighting is so important. And, and more so with food than I think any other subject matter because food is so – you put it in your mouth essentially. Yeah. So, you know, you could take a supermodel and throw her in a closet and pull out an old, like, disposable camera with a flash and – it could be slightly out of focus, and it would still look awesome because the supermodel is the supermodel. Your subject <laughs> yeah. matter is awesome, yeah. and you don't necessarily plan on putting it in your mouth. Um, well, but with food, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to go there. Uh, but with food, is if the color's off, you know, if if the angle's off, or if it's out of focus and you can't tell what it is, it people are automatically begin to shut down on 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 the appetite appeal of it. It yeah. just starts to close up. So. And, um, uh, lighting is extremely important. I mean, you're the expert, and I just I'm kind of learning as we go while you're while you're teaching me this. And I mean, what I'm what I feel like I want to regurgitate right now, if I took anything away from the topic of quality of light, is uh, I, I mean, from my perspective, if I was a restaurant owner and, and I wanted to take good pictures, is I would know um, what my restaurant uh, when the peak times are to take a photo. So if I had a a special that was coming out and I wanted to make sure I captured that photo. And I know that at one thirty, that's when that window, that sun is coming through that window, that gives my my dining room the perfect lighting. I'll make sure I have that ready to go, that that uh, sample plate ready to go to start shooting at one thirty, and uh, I wouldn't want to miss that window of opportunity. Yep. Is yep. That, okay. Yeah, cool. It, yeah. Absolutely. In fact, I mean, if you're seriously interested in taking your own photographs, such as mine or any other professional photographer. Then, then you, there's a certain, you have to take it somewhat seriously. And mm-hmm. when I say seriously, you have to take notes. I mean, if you have a, an actual, you know, brick and mortar restaurant, then, and it, you've got like, you know, if you, you've got four seasons, and I would go as far as actually take notes of lighting. You know, like in fall, I know that at one o'clock, we've got like 40 minutes of sunlight. Just note stuff like that because mm-hmm. nowadays everyone's, you know, changing the menu around seasons. And so it's just you're going to be ahead of the game. Plus, if you're keeping a, a journal on lighting and how lighting is traveling throughout the course of the year in your restaurant, then you're probably going to be more likely plan it when you're going to do a menu change. So, you know, if you're going to say, okay, we're going to redo the set. We, now we got to think about photography. And if we want to use some, the, our beautiful light, we're going to have to, instead of coming in at 10, we're going to have to come in at 8 today because we want the special to be ready so that we can take snaps at the peak time at 1.30 or whatever. whatever. Okay. So that stuff is just, it's to think about, you know, just because you have a camera doesn't mean that your quality of light is going to be there when you're ready to take that picture. And you're missing out on pretty much 90% of what the photo is the potential i guess yeah awesome yeah. well cool. it's lighting light like good good lighting is good photography that that's it 
Well, th- awesome. Well, I, I would have never thought letting was so important. So thank you for sharing all that uh, yeah. valuable information. Uh, the next thing I have written down here that you said that you wanted to talk about uh, was uh, dig deeper. What do you mean by dig deeper? It ties in with experimenting. I'll get called in. A uh, restaurant group will say, well, we hired the sous chef's niece to do our pictures because she's in college or she's an aspiring food photographer and wow they didn't they didn't really look that good and then and you sit there and and you and you look at them it's like okay yeah well they're confident there's there's an exposure i mean the exposure spot on and they were able to focus but there's just more to a really good image than having technical skills and so when you start doing it recognize that just because it's in focus and there's an exposure that's correct or is at least pleasing that you should say okay well that's the start that's my base there so then try a different exposure and try a different angle and if you have multiple lenses try a different lens or if you have most people that aren't professionals usually have like a a zoom lens then you know try wide angle and move in closer try the long angle and and move away and still try and do the same image but use the different tools that you have at your disposal. So dig just a little bit deeper. Say, okay, this is good, but this isn't great. Don't get all happy. Oh, wow, look, hey, everybody, this came out great. Isn't this great? Yeah, that's great. The chances are it's probably not great. So Mm -hmm. I'm saying dig deeper, say, okay, this is good. We can use this, but what else can we do in the next five minutes? A lot of times the B shots, I call them, like your A shots, what you were kind of, that's what you were going for, but the B shots is kind of just a little, that's an extra thing that you're kind of going in for. That surprisingly will be the one that you probably pick out. It happens to me quite often, actually. I mean, from what I'm picking up from what you're saying, uh, and I think this is going to be really easy for especially chefs to adopt this practice is um, don't settle. And there's, you know, there's always a way you can make that dish when you're, when you're creating it a little bit better by uh, maybe adding a little bit more salt or taking away mm-hmm. a little or um, mm-hmm. trying a different approach on how to cook it. And basically that's what you're saying is um, just because you have a final product and it's on the plate, don't just settle. Like how can you make that plate better? And the only way you're going to know is through experimenting and trying a, a you know, a different angle or uh, you say a yep. different focus or a different lens and always be looking for the, the best possible outcome and just don't mm-hmm. settle. Is, is that yeah. what I, I I would say that that's pretty fair. Um, just like, when you hear that a new chef is on board or the chef is redoing the menu, what, what do they do? I mean, they, everyone gets around and, like, you know, someone leads the charge, but there's a lot of experimentation mm-hmm. and there's a lot of note-taking involved. And there's a lot of snapshots being involved as well. And so take it the same way. Exactly. Yeah. Dig, dig deeper, take notes, learn about what it is you like. When you have that aha moment, Think about what happened or what, where you're at, what lens you were using, what, where the light was. Where, think about the whole thing. And so you can, at that point, recreate that if you, uh, when you want to um, or if you need to again. Cool. Oh, that's all excellent advice. And the last thing you had bulleted and that you said you wanted to talk about uh, was uh, depth of field and how mm-hmm. it guides the story. What exactly do you mean by that? Break it down um, as simply as possible. Okay, us. well, depth of field is basically a part of focus. Critical focus is where the lens is actually the sharpest. And then based on 
your aperture is like how much more focus or how much more in the photo will be in focus. So that's what depth of field is, the field of focus, basically. And so in food photography, I typically will use a lot of shallow depth of field pretty much all the time. And that so directs just, the narrative. Just to make sure, because I, I, like I said, I'm the student. I don't really know the, the terminology. But when you're saying shallow depth of field, you mean you're like right up there and you're kind of like close to the food? You're, well, you don't necessarily have to be close to the food, but because food is like the size of a plate, typically, yeah. and we're talking about photographing stuff on plates, we typically are close up, and so that inherently does potentially change the depth of field. But it's um, when everything else is out of focus, and the one thing that you're looking at, like that one little morsel or that, that one little, like, tweel bit of sugar or uh, water droplet or whatever is like that little sensuous thing that you want to like highlight typically it's done with a really shallow depth of field and so everything else will be extremely out of focus and soft and then the thing that you're focusing on is extremely in focus because everything else is extremely out of focus and so Everything is, is extremely out of focus except for that critical focus. By having that extreme focus, you're telling the eye, whoever the viewer, that's what you're looking at. And, you know, and then the softness, especially with beautiful light, becomes kind of more like a Monet. And, it, and again, it gives this atmosphere and this vibe that is usually quite appealing for food. Because you know, the other thing that <clears throat> I'd just like to touch on is that Photography is basically like our eyes in sight. Our brain is processing like typically two eyeballs and you've got stereo vision, but we're constantly really always focusing focusing on stuff. And when we're eating, especially especially when it's like we've had like when it's beautiful and there's lots of smells, it's like you get hyper focused on things. And so when you're taking a still, <clears throat> you're kind of recreating that. Mm-hmm. And you want to you want to make it as central as possible. More importantly, you're also making a commitment, saying this is what you're looking at. Awesome, great, man. <laughs> I would have never even thought of all those things you talked about. So, um, my, I mean, this this interview has been worth it for me so far. Um, so we covered all the things, all the bullet points you wanted to talk about today. I do have a few questions for you, um, and you kind of touched upon this a little bit. But for those of you, I know some of the, the folks at home might be thinking, um, can I get away with using a smartphone? Is that good enough? Um, well, listen to this podcast. Yeah. So basically you're saying you don't, you can do it with a smartphone. You can do it with a smartphone. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a camera is a camera it's mm-hmm. a tool. There are certainly higher performing cameras. And what I mean by that is that usually the, the higher performing cameras can deal with low light levels a lot better than than less lesser cameras so but at the end of the day it's still quality of light you know you you can't always get it if you're you know shooting with a smartphone at a you know candlelit dinner which in that case you know walk away don't waste your time enjoy the mm-hmm. meal you know so that's the thing too is, is literally that you, you know there's a lot of people that are just so addicted to taking photographs it's, it's like you know don't forget to enjoy the meal you know yeah no, cool. I mean, it's all great, great advice. Um, I mean, I, I don't think I have any more questions for you. You did talk a little bit about experimenting. Um, are there any tools uh, you would suggest that could help you experiment uh, that is something easy to find, like maybe on Amazon or something that you could just like do a quick search? And like you had mentioned tripods, I believe, in the notes. Um, 
Is there a tripod that you use that you'd recommend? Maybe something that uh, is a good tool? Yeah, the one you can afford and you can uh, use the most often. Awesome. Well, thank you for being a straight shooter. Um, I found all this information valuable, and uh, I can't wait to uh, share what I learned with you today uh, with other people in the industry when it comes down to taking that perfect uh, food selfie. So, awesome. I hope you Great. I hope you liked being a guest. (laughs) I did. Who's one restaurant professional you admire and uh, would love to listen to and hear on the show? Ooh, I have many, many. Well, Paul Kahn's a pretty amazing guy. He's, by all accounts, does his own thing. And I like the fact that when I took a photograph of him, he's like, I'm not wearing a chef shirt. (laughs) (laughs) And and he loves Yola Tango and all indie rock. Cool, man. um, He's he would be somebody that definitely want to like have a whiskey and, and sit down and and chew the fat one, so to speak. Um, cool, man. Well, hey, Paul, if you're out there and you're listening, um, I am coming after you, and I'm gonna try to get you on the show. And we're all gonna try to make our restaurants a little bit better with your advice. So, Derek, how can we connect with you? Yeah, you can contact me through my website um, at uh, www dot derek richmond.com and uh and my email is on there um and i don't mind um you know answering some emails so um that would probably be the best way awesome you heard it guys if you have any questions uh he's a pro he'll be able to point you in the right direction and give you some real professional advice and uh who knows maybe if, if you just like his work you check out his website uh you can hire him to do some work for you Uh, that sounds good all right man well great man i had a lot of fun uh i can't wait to apply these tools and uh best of luck and uh we appreciate your knowledge cool it's a pleasure whoever knew there was so much to taking a picture to post on your facebook page (laughs) i mean it just goes to show why um i thought it would be a great idea to have somebody with this type of expertise on the show. We're just taking so many pictures and just throwing them online, and some of them are crap. And uh, that's like, that's our our storefront, social media. Those platforms are our new age storefront, and we uh, we can't have the, the, the storefront looking like crap. you got to sweep up that, that storefront to keep things looking sharp and nice. So anything you throw on your social media platforms, uh, you got to be professional about it. Um, it doesn't have to be grade a stuff but you have to put some thought into it i think that uh after listening to this episode we're all going to be a little bit better about taking that next photo so just to recap uh make sure you plan ahead with pre-visualization basically what you're doing there is uh getting a a purpose an idea making sure your photo aligns with the concept of your restaurant uh the quality of light apparently news to me light is everything about a photo so you really have to think about what kind of light you need to send that message to your your guests and uh, take some notes, find out when the best light is in your restaurant and uh, make sure you work around that light. Uh, Dig deep. Don't just settle for good enough. Take some uh, chances and try something new and uh, switch it up and uh, you never know which photo is going to come out the best, so don't just settle. And uh, depth of field and how it guides the story. Um, I would have never thought to focus in on the little morsel of whatever it is I'm taking a picture of. I mean, that's just, I mean, it just, it just brings it to a whole new level, a whole new game. So, I mean, all these things I know I found valuable and uh, I can't wait to pass the news to those 
who I discuss uh, the topic of photography with, especially in the use of marketing your restaurant. I think this is all valuable stuff, and I hope you guys found some value in it. Um, let me know what you thought. Let me know if you guys are doing this, uh, and uh, share any other tricks you guys might use. Uh, this is a collaboration, guys. Please add to the conversation. I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, all right, that's all I got. Until next time, peace out.